How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. The Sporting Capital with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, it's a Monday night, so you know what that means. Heroes and villains, your nominations from a big weekend in sport. Plenty to talk about with trade. The Ashes is going ahead now. The England squad's been named and a heap more. Indeed. Welcome to the Sporting Capital. An hour to spend with you. one 736 736 We will get into our heroes and villains work. And even though there's no footy uh, at the moment, there is plenty happening in the world of sport. And I've still been able to put together a massive list of heroes and villains. So I hope you've come prepared with yours. one 736 uh, off the temper text, temper a mattress like no other. I can read those nominations as well. We've got two days to go in the the uh, the trade period, so I wouldn't even mind your predictions tonight over the trade that absolutely will get done, the trade that absolutely won't get done, and a trade that will get done that you had no idea was even on the table. So throw your predictions up because we know that the last forty eight hours can be frenetic. Uh, we're going to have a big. Big Wednesday night, uh, taking you all the way through to the bell and then dissecting the events uh, of the week and a half that was uh, trade week. So um, really looking forward to getting some of your predictions on the trades that absolutely will get done, the trade that has no chance of getting done, and one from left field that you didn't even know was in the pipeline. So one three hundred seven three six seven three six for that. Uh, 0433 uh, There's plenty of making news as well. I'll, I'll update you on plenty of that. Nick Hockley spoke to SEN Mornings today, the CEO of Cricket Australia. So Ash is going ahead. England squad has been named. Ian Healy has given his thoughts on the squad that's coming out. And uh, geez, it looked like a coin toss at one point when even Pete Lawler, one of our most experienced cricket journalists, says, yeah, I'm concerned. Um, you know that, that things were very precarious in the negotiations between um, Australia, uh, the ACB and the ECB. So to know now that that's happening is a massive boost um, to us, isn't it? For, with summer just around the corner, um, it would have been very tough to have a summer without Test cricket. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. your heroes and villains uh, on a Monday night or anything else that you wanted to put up uh, on the table. Um, I often like to start the bowling, but I'm more than happy for you. Actually, I often like you to start the bowling is, is much more accurate. I'm happy to do it if required, but I'd much prefer you to take the new ball. So let's get into our heroes and villains on a Monday night. And then a hero comes along With the strength to carry on And you cast your fears aside Straight up villain, straight up villain, get no feeling. 
736 heroes and villains on a Monday night. Uh, opening the bowling is our good friend from Geelong. Maza, hello to you. Hello, young man. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. That's good. Um, my hero is the Australian cricket ladies and the Indian ladies for the series they just gave us. Phenomenal, yep. It was brilliant. It was phenomenal. It was close. It was exciting. You didn't want to leave your... Unfortunately, mine was the radio or the telly because you'd miss something, either a good unusual catch or, um, you know, a couple of fours hit in a row or it was just awesome for for the whole series. And um, so my hero goes to, to both sides. It was a really good series. Uh, well said, Muzz. Well said. Echo those sentiments wholeheartedly. Uh, who are your villains? Um. Villains is the list manager at Carlton. Right. What's the list manager but, but at Carlton de-list- done? Yeah, he delisted my hero. Michael Gibbons. You're, you're a big Michael Gibbons yes. fan, aren't you? Yes. I followed Michael Gibbons from the seconds to Carlton. And what annoys me is, is there's a bloke called the Scarecrow at Carlton and the other one is the Butcher. And both of them have still got contracts. And Michael Gibbons plays better than them and Carlton kept them. Uh, the Scarecrow, I, plays on the, Scarecrow plays on the back line. I'm going to try and guess who this is. And I, and, and it's probably dangerous for me to do so because I, I don't – I mean no offence, but I'm going to guess. I think I know the answer. I think you – I think the Scarecrow for you is Lockie Plowman. Is that right? Correct. And, yes. and, and 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 the who's butcher the butcher? Plays. Oh, that could be anyone the at Carlton butcher, at the moment. The <laughs> Disposal efficiency. No, not... the butcher. The butcher has only done one thing in the last two years that he's a hero from. Uh, he's the winning goal. Oh, okay, okay, radio, radio. Look, Jack Nunes, you're referring to? Yeah, I know you love Carlton, but but, but I believe Givens, like they made Givens a forward pocket. And yep. he's not a forward. He played all his seconds and all his football as a midfielder. A typical Carlton, instead of giving him a chance in the middle, they played him in the in the forward pocket. And and when they did play him in the centre, he was brilliant. And it was against Footscray like um, mm. SBS last year. And, oh, we don't want you now. Goodbye. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Listmaker, but you, you got the wrong one. Mazza, always a pleasure, my friend. Love hearing Thank from you. you. Thank you for calling. Bye. All right. Uh, Michael Gibbons was on uh, SEN Breakfast a little earlier today and, and had this to say about uh, his axing from the Carlton footy team. Yeah, pretty disappointed, fellas. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a, I, 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 it was a bit of a shock, but I felt, uh, just the way the clubs work, you both understand. I could see the writing on the wall a little bit there from um, probably the you know latter part of the year once they announced the review. Could see things weren't turning my way, just some conversations, but then people stop talking to you and it sort of goes that way. Um, and then so, yeah, but obviously, still on the call, I was completely like, you know, uh, uh, bitterly disappointed and yeah, pretty flat, mate. Pretty flat to be fair. Yeah, uh, you dominated, you know, when you're playing VFL footy in the middle of the ground, you won the medal there, uh, you're a midfielder. Did you feel like you got the opportunity to play the position that you play best? Uh, like in the end, we uh, when I first got there, obviously I was like a pretty dominant midfielder at the, um, in the VFL, and 
And then Bolts was obviously in charge when I first got there. And the the, uh, the need for a small pressure forward was basically the only way I could really get a squad on the list. So I sort of nutted down and went for that. Well, as I said, that was probably what was more disappointing. I They said they see me as a really good midfielder, but I never played one minute in midfield for the Blues, unfortunately, which is... Um, yeah, which we, but in the end, like we never really, it never really um, turned me in the time because I was, you know, I was happy playing as a forward and um, learning the craft that way, and thought, thought I was contributing that way. But yeah, in the end, they uh, <laughs> they sort of didn't see it that way, I guess. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure it was it wasn't enjoyable for Vossi either. Like I, I met him. Um, I, I've been in the club a bit uh, over the last few weeks, um, just trying to get my hamstring right. Um, and I met him a couple of times, and and sort of in the end, there I felt like uh, when I felt like it wasn't going my way. Um, I've never wanted to be go out without a fight, I guess. So I sort of I took Bossy aside for a couple of hours, and we had a nice walk and a, a chat, and I sort of put my case forward a bit. And you know, he was really receptive and transparent with me, and nice and honest. And um, and but in the end, you know, like it's it's not in the end, you know, he as you said, he's new to the club and it's a hard position for him. So I don't no grudges in that way at all. Michael Gibbons on SEN Breakfast. Gary and Tim early this morning. SEN.com.au to hear the full chat. Uh, hearing uh, just how that impacted him. He also spoke too about the impact of that uh, external review that was called by Luke Sayers before he actually took over the presidency uh, and how that impacted. Uh, and he didn't go, he said, I won't go as far as to say a toxic environment. Um, but yeah, that's where he left it. He said it made it a really difficult place to be. I'll play that for you um, a, a little later on. But Michael Gibbons earlier today, I played that. He was uh, he was part of the villain nomination from Muzzer in Geelong, uh, putting the, uh, the, the Carlton list management as a villain. Uh, for getting rid of uh, his favourite player in Michael Gibbons. Uh, Susan is calling from Wallen. Hello to you, Susan. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, thanks so much for taking my call. No, thank you for calling. I've been on my hawk scarf of 64 years. So I've been around wow. Hawthorne for a very, very long time. Wow. And I've been utterly amazed by the appalling people who've rung regarding Jeff Kennett today. And talk about villains. And I'll tell you why. Perhaps people who listen to you don't spend a lot of time listening to um, actual news. And what we've got going on in Victoria at the moment is a thing called the IBAC inquiry. And it's to do with government corrupt behaviour. And the behaviour of our government, I'm not saying it's alleged. People have come out, ministers of the Victorian government... Dan saying they've had to resign because of their corrupt behaviour. Now, I've heard people on your station ringing and saying, Jeffrey should be in tune with the government, in tune with the corrupt government of Victoria. I mean, give me a break. So you Hawthorne people out there better start using your bloody brains. Uh, Susan, thank you for the call. It, it seems like a, a bit of a longbow to draw, if you don't mind me saying, people who are critical of Jeff Kennett's um, second term as president and some of the things that he's been doing and some of the things that have happened under his watch to do with Alistair Clarkson. Uh, and his He gave Clarkson everything. He gave Clarkson everything. And in five years, Clarkson didn't get us into a final. Uh, he's been wanting Alistair Clarkson gone for a long time, Susan. He, so have a lot of us. Okay. Um, so it's... And, and you're absolutely entitled to that view. I, 
I think it's... We all are, aren't we? Absolutely. But I do think it's a long bow to draw. When I think people say... when So the story that I think you might be referring to is the Jake Nile one from The Age, where he has said that there's a couple of people who are keen to get onto the Hawthorne board to maybe just put a stop to Jeff's total control of yeah, by the way, board. Yeah, by their way on. Uh, we'll get voted in because that's, that's how it works. Um, and there's some people that are pushing those people to, 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 to get onto the Hawthorne board there's some at Hawthorne that aren't happy with the way that Jeff has constantly been critical of the state government and also the AFL uh, and think that those well, relationships well, need to, to be repaired. The, corrupt go- the government is totally corrupt. It's all been proved today at IBAC. But what's that got to do with the Hawthorne Footy Club, Susan? Why would, why would you want to be part of a corrupt left-wing government? I don't know. I don't think that's what people that's are asking him. To, I don't think that's what people are asking him to do, though, Susan. I haven't heard one person. Oh, I that's, think it is. I, but I haven't heard one person say, with all due respect, that that's what they want Jeff to do. They haven't asked him to be part of the Labor Party. They said they wanted him to go along with the Victorian government, I, and I think, we all know how left-wing that is. I, I don't know if the left or right's got anything to do with the, the the running of the Hawthorne Football Club, though, Susan. I think what people are asking him to do is do his role as the president. Instead I think of he's done brilliant being a commentator, and, the, and and there are things of that statement I absolutely agree with wholeheartedly, especially in his first term as president. But I think I'm not sure at the moment whether he's doing more damage or good at the minute. As I, re- I remember when they were doing the same garbage to Richmond, the same garbage to Carlton. The media get on; they want to run boards down, and it all ends up in chaos. Remember, they want to get rid of Damien Hardwick a minute ago. I mean, I had I had family members wanting to get rid of Hardwick, all preparing to get rid of him, and the next minute he's winning all over the place. Which is which is great, people, isn't it? I mean, the the people have the got Richmond Footy Club have been short memories. Do, do you like the way that the Richmond Footy Club are run, Susan? Well, I think Damien Hardwick showed that he knew how to run a club, didn't he? Well, he doesn't run the club. He he he's no, I know. the head coach. But, 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 but do you think do you like the way but, Peggy O'Neill runs the Richmond Footy Club? Yeah, I, th- I think she's done pretty well, very well. Absolutely, they, they've done brilliantly. Um, one thing we don't hear with Peggy O'Neill though is outlandish statements, criticisms of other clubs and the way that they run, criticism of state government, criticism of AFL. Listen, Peggy. Peggy's never been a politician, for God's sake. But that's not Jeff's job anymore, Susan. His job's not... He's not a politician anymore. He's the president I know, of the Hawthorne Footy you Club. Are, you are who you are. You are who you are. And is that to the betterment of Hawthorne at the moment or is that to their detriment, which I think is what some people are worried about at, at Hawthorne? We'll, we'll wait and see, but I just know that Alistair Clarkson was allowed... And the group that did the buying of players was allowed to buy an awful lot of players. Yep. And in five years has not got Hawthorne into the finals. And you look at what's happened down at Geelong. And we haven't brought the young players in. So hopefully now we're going to get some young players and what do would you what like, we need to do. I agree with you there. What would you like to see happen with the way that the list is? And, and you've got a, it's a very good point, Susan. The strategy in terms of list hasn't paid off. Um, and Hawthorne are, are, are probably a fair and way away. And that was all Clarkson. That was all Clarkson. Yeah, him and, uh, him and Graham Wright as... as the, who, who ran the list. So what would you yeah. like to see happen what now, would, Susan? What, what, what do you think should I, happen? I, well, I think it's terribly important to always keep some um, senior players there mm. to give the balance to the team. Yep. Um, I 
think uh, we've had a bit of bad luck with some injury. I was reading about Sicily today, um, mm. and he looks like he's coming good. And um, I think maybe I don't think we need to get rid of as many tall players as they might be aiming to. And I just think you've got to have a balance of the older players to show the younger ones how to go, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. And, and it's, 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 that's the tough thing, isn't it? Getting that balance right. And um, do we have too many uh, in that space now and maybe not enough of, of really good quality youngsters coming through? So do you, would you like to see Hawthorne look to trade some of the names that have been speculated on, Susan? Or would you like to keep those guys and, and be happy to well, take a bit longer to get to... Because Jeff has said well, that they want to go to the draft for two years and then be back playing finals. To do that, you sort of have to improve. You get more number one, get more first rounders in. History yeah, tells but us. look, James, James Hurd was number 29. We've got a gorgeous young man called Mitch Lewis who was not one of the early draft picks and he's starting to come really good. We've yep. got CJ who's yes. going to be excellent. Absolutely. Um, Will Day who's going to be excellent. Um McAvoy, we need him. I, I just think we don't need to get rid of as many of the, you know, I'm a bit worried about Siegel because I think he's great. And God, I even heard them mention Tom Mitchell's name. That They'd have to be crazy, wouldn't they, to get rid of Tom. You need the balance to have the older players to show the young ones the way, I believe. So it, it's a balance. And look, Sam is two years young two years older than Alistair Clarkson was when Alistair got the gig. That's Did good you realise that? I, I, I didn't. I had, wasn't aware of that. Um, but, Susan, it's been great chatting to you. Uh, we, we don't always have to agree to be able to have a good conversation. So thanks very much for ringing in. Thank you so much. Bye. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Heroes and villains on a Monday night. Uh, back with uh, a few of my nominations, and I love more of yours. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The temper text temper a mattress like no other. Sporting capital. Uh, we're off and rolling for heroes and villains on a Monday night. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Susan put a cat amongst the pigeons. A couple of people saying that they wholeheartedly agree. Other people uh, not impressed at all uh, by the, uh, as I said at the time, very long bow that was drawn uh, in regards to Jeff Kennett and the current state government and things like that. A couple of people agreeing, other people not so much, and a couple of people yelling at me for the fact that Susan had that view. So uh, it's a very diverse uh, world that we live in and people... I'm not just because I don't agree with someone. I'm not going to cut them off uh, and and give them the flick. Um, the only time we try and move people along and go a bit quicker is if there's a heap of people that have called in. So um, the person who's telling me it's not Sky News, mate, turn cut those people off straight away. Um, it, it's we, we can have. See, Susan and I didn't agree, but we were able to have a a, a pretty civil conversation with each other, um, and that's that's what this platform is all there for. Um, as I said. You know, we don't – the political side of things, I thought that was a long bow to draw, but then we have a chat about a few other aspects of, of what was going on at Hawthorne, and it was a point that Gary made today. We, we can disagree without insulting each other. Um, and I really that, – that really resonated with me today when they spoke about a few things. I think they were talking about boxing today and uh, giving their view on how they currently feel about boxing and, and people – disagreeing with them, but then insulting them. I'm not saying that's what uh, you've done there, Ian. You haven't insulted me, but you've, you've had a crack at Susan. We, we can disagree without insulting each other. It's a lost art form sometimes, isn't it?
736 Heroes and villains uh, on a Monday night. Uh, Tommy in South Australia wants to put up a hero yeah. nomination. G'day, Tommy. G'day, Sam. Yeah, I'll put up a nomination and I'll talk about my blueies. So I'm pretty... Um, I know these other... Your regulars are saying, where is he going with Cup Ben now? Yeah, I, I, I was watching a bit of the cricket, the women, so mm. I didn't mind that. The Australian, uh, yeah, Australians, so they've done quite well. They were great, yep. And, um, yep. yeah, yeah. Now, um, yeah, before I talk about Cunt, Sam, the, the thing is, I was talking to my brother, we were talking about, you know, you had success, it's like a cycle. And unfortunately, when Cunt were great at, you know, years ago, when they... They come in the same situation like Hawthorne. And, and I agree with Jake Norwood. They've missed a boat, mate. All right? Thinking again, these first round people, because I'm like Jake Norwood, a year later, they should have done that last year. But now, that's how it is. We went through that too. We kept we kept the players, and that's the reality, mate. They're, 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 it's going to be hard for them. But now, that's Hawthorne. They had their success. Now, now Carlton, with all the trade they've done, I'm pretty buoyant about what's what's happening. I find a hubbed might come good. Well, let's hope so. Now, apart from all the trade, what what picks? I'll talk a couple of other things. What what picks have they got now? They haven't got many picks, really, have they? Uh, let, me, let me get that up, Tommy, for you. Let me get the indicative yeah, yeah, draft order up. I'll I'll get it up. Uh, so as of a day oh, ago, as of a day ago, you've got. Obviously, pick six you gave to Frio. So your, yeah, yeah, your yeah. first yeah, pick, enough. Uh, your first pick is pick twenty-five. Yeah. All right. So we've got some there. Yeah, you got pick right. twenty-five, now, and now, then me and my brother were talking. Sure. Now I know she, what's his name? Adam. Well, we got Adam. Now you've probably seen him more than me. What? What's? What's he like, mate? Have you, Who's have that? You, sorry. Real good player. Who's that? Adam Sarah. The player we picked up from Fremantle. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen enough of him. Yeah, so, so you, you uh, probably seen more than him than me. So he's had two top five uh, best and fairest finishes in the last two years. So he was top three last year, and I think he was fifth yeah. this year. Um, he's yeah. he's very good four to centre from the ball. So he'll start midfield. He'll be in your starting midfield uh-huh. straight away. Um, and he's a great. Yeah. He, his strengths are his ability to come away from stoppage and hit up a target inside. Ford fifty, so um, he's a really All diligent right. player so as well. He works hard, honest. Pick up. Yeah, I think he's a really good yeah. pickup. I think he's a very good pickup. And the, and the other one, um, I've seen a bit of him. I remember him, oh, the one they got from Bulldogs, the defender. Or, so is he like a quick mobile defender? He, he's very right versatile team, player. Like, Lewis Young, yeah, Lewis Young. He can play All back. Right. He can probably need, play more back. That. Can swing forward. Yeah, can pinch hit in the ruck. In my personal opinion, if they get it right, I know I was telling you about, I wasn't blaming Andrew Russell, but my, my opinion, if Mitch McGovern can get bloody right, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it. He's a, to me, he's a defender, and I reckon he, he looks better there. If they get him right and Humphrey Marchbank right, he, the guy hasn't had bad, he's had bad luck that much, but he can play. Mm-hmm. If things just start to turn around, the back line will drive... I can see us. It might click. It might click. There's a bit of luck. And Mitch McGovern, if he can get fit, I'll, I'll look at him as a defender. 
and then you got this Louis Young. I, I, I can see as finally they might start to break until I see it. But I got I got a lot of hopes. I know there's a lot of people in the industry, sources and Fox and all that. They rate Cohen's list, and I do too. I hope it it can click if it bit of luck too and get it right. What do you think, Sam? Uh, Tommy, thank you for the call. As always, wonderful to hear from you. I'm going to talk about Carlton after the break. Uh, They're going to get a hero and a villain nomination. But I think you're right. There's a lot of pieces that need to come uh, that that need to come together. Um, The fitness of a few people that you're on uh, that you got big money contracts to. Um, Is this list uh, a list that is going to work with what Michael Voss's game plan is going to be? So there's a whole range of variables that we're still yet to figure out. But there are some real positives coming out of Carlton, um, and we'll talk about those on the other side of this. There are a lot of things that must get right for Carlton to get right, but I think that uh, they're certainly making inroads to the right direction to go in. So it's a long way away yet. I, when I do my top eight next year, I'm probably not going to have Carlton in the eight, but I think of all the teams outside the eight, they could be the one that would surprise you. But, but I wouldn't be disappointed if they didn't make the eight next year. I, I, I think that one of the big things that, and, and I love the optimism from Tommy, I love the optimism from Carlton fans, but I want to see some realism as well. I, I, the rebuild that you've been on isn't a straight course because you've had how many coaches as part of this rebuild? You've had how many new players come in? You've had how many new coaches come in? This is a different, this is a new era starting from now. And I would start it from now if I was Carlton. So you might not make finals next year, but what you want to see is the improvement that you know that you're becoming a very, very good football team in a manner that's going to hold you in good stead, not just for a year to say, hey, we're back in finals, but for several years to build towards that elusive premiership. So that's that's a little part of what I want to see from Carlton. It doesn't worry me if they don't make finals next year. That won't be what I'm... It's not a pass mark to me. I know Luke Sayers said it was. I think that's the wrong call to have thrown Michael Voss under the bus like that. Um, saying that a pass mark was finals. I think that was the wrong call to make. And I think wait till Brian Cook and Michael Voss have been there. Wait till I want to hear from them at the start of next year when they've had a good look at the list. They've been through preseason. They've now seen what they've got to work with. Will that fit in with our game plan? Are we ready to go right now? I'll, I'll, I'll wait to hear from Michael Voss and Brian Cook. I don't really want to hear from anyone else when it comes to should Carlton be playing finals next year. As Michael Voss said, we don't put a ceiling on it. That's our aspiration, but it shouldn't be the expectation. The expectation, Tommy, should be the improvement. Um, you're 100% right on that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 736 Heroes and Villains on a Monday night, Sporting Capital. Yeah. Yeah, I probably won't go into the detail in terms of exactly what the deal was. Um, but, yeah, clearly there was things going back their way as well. Um, as I said, we listen to any offer that comes our way. That's our duty. Um but when you when you strip it back and you compare it to the player that we uh, we believe we're going to get in at that pick, um, yeah, it just fell a bit short. So um, you know, still a couple of days to go. I'm sure there'll be more that, that come for the pick. Um, I'm just not too sure if anyone's going to have a currency to get it done. Uh, North Melbourne Footy boss Brady Rawlings uh, speaking today on uh, mornings on SEN and. Uh, that's a nice way of me to segue into my heroes and villains for tonight. one three hundred seven three six seven three six to give me your heroes and villains from the weekend sport. I'm going to give North Melbourne a hero nomination for protecting their number one pick, safeguarding that cherished of cherished picks. 
the number one draft pick. First time in their history that North Melbourne have had the number one draft pick. And they've had some very, very big offers from other clubs um, for that pick. Uh, the Tigers offered them over the weekend, pick 7, 15, 26, and Callum Coleman-Jones. Actually, it was before the weekend. It was while they were trying to do the Coleman-Jones-Rob uh, Tarrant trade. Uh, before that, Adelaide had offered them pick four um, and uh, a pair of first-round picks. One there's the other one that was tied to Melbourne uh, uh, for next year in return for the number one pick and the Kangas' future second-round pick. So... I just want to give them a hero nomination. It's the first time in their history that they've had the number one pick. When you look back in the history of most sports, when teams trade the number one pick away, it doesn't really work out for the best. In fact, I can't think of a time that it ever has. Some people will argue Penny Hardaway with that trade uh, with Chris Webber, um, who was taken by Orlando and then traded away to Golden State Warriors, a place he only spent one year. But things didn't quite work out for the best, did they, in Orlando with Penny and Shaquille O'Neal. So even that one, I would say, probably didn't work in the end. The last time it happened in the NFL was 2016. Uh, Tennessee Titans trade away the number one pick. The LA Rams got it from them, and they took Jared Goff. Uh, they got to a Super Bowl but didn't win. Now Goff is playing uh, at the winless Detroit Lions. Um, in that draft, Carson Wentz went number two. Joey Bosa, who's with the San Diego Chargers, one of the best defensive ends in the competition, went three. Ezekiel Elliott, two touchdowns today, went to the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Ramsey, um, who's uh, one of the best cornerbacks in the league as well, uh, who's now at the LA Rams but went to Jacksonville. So these are some of the players that the Titans could have taken. Um, And in the end, they worked their way back up to pick eight and took a guy called Jack Conklin who is an offensive tackle, who's now at the Cleveland Browns. A very good offensive tackle, by the way, uh, but he's no longer with them. And Goff's no longer with the LA Rams. So that didn't really work out either for them. And when did it last happen in the AFL? Well, that was 2001 when Fremantle, some, for some reason, gave up pick one, along with pick 36 and 20, um, to the Hawks for um, uh, Luke McFarlane and Trent Crowe. Now, Luke McFarlane went on to have a great career, and I think it was All-Australian at Frio. Trent Crowe came back two years later. And Luke Hodge went on to be, as we know, the four-time premiership, two-time Norm Smith medalist, um, one of the greatest leaders of his generation. And Sam Mitchell was a one-time premiership captain and a four-time premiership player and is now the coach of the Hawthorne Footy Club. So you don't trade away the number one pick. There are those who will argue that, well, the number one pick's overrated because they've only had one Brownlow medalist and Luke Hodge was their first Norm Smith medalist and so on and so forth. But it, 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 it's a big deal to have that pick. When you're rebuilding, to know that you've got the number one pick, to plant your flag with a person and say, this is our guy, this is a guy that's going to be part of our future, uh, a guy that we think can help change the fortune of the club, can help move the needle. The moment that you trade that away, you're pretty much saying, we don't think there's anyone here that can move the needle. It's quite deflating, I reckon, to trade away that pick. Gary and Tim spoke about it this morning. It's massive for Kangaroo fans. Um, Like, he, he must be some sort of a player. He must be... An extraordinary talent for them to do what they're doing, but I just pose that same question I posed to you before. Like where they're at right now, like they're going through that building process, and I don't know if you're hearing the same things as me, but you know the recruiters are saying there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent in the first couple of rounds of picks at this next uh, national draft. Yeah, um, but with not much exposed form, I guess. So, I don't know. Anyway, they, they may just say, no, we'll take him. We, we, we love this kid and we've got our system in place and we're going to keep taking kids. And 
Uh, let us know if you're a kangaroo fan, if you're happy um, to be all in on this boy. And I, I think it's exciting. I think it's great whenever someone like this comes along. Or would you much have, or would you have preferred perhaps to take a little handful of first-round picks over this year and next going forward? SEM Breakfast, Gary Lyon, Tim Watson this morning. So a hero nomination for North Melbourne. You hang on to that pick. If it's the first time you've had it, you make a big deal of it. Uh, and that's what it looks like Richmond. Uh, that's what it looks like North Melbourne are going to do, knocking back offers from Adelaide and for Richmond. Um, they're going to make this a really big deal, and so they should. So well done to them. Uh, a hero and a villain nomination for Carlton. So last week I told you about how I love the pay cut story. To get Chera on board, they've gone to some of their highest paid. Six players said, we'll take less to get this guy on board, to help make us better, to help us get to where we want to go. This is Brian Cook and Michael Voss having an impact straight away. They've lived this. Cook's done it when he was uh, the CEO of Geelong. All those players took less to stay together. They won three premierships. Michael Voss did it. They won three in a row. They all took less than what they could have got everywhere else in order to keep a list together, to win premierships and taste the ultimate success. That's what culture is built on, the we before the I. What will you sacrifice? What are you willing to give up for the rest of us to be able to achieve? That's what culture is built on. So this is the first sign of a culture shift at Carlton I can remember seeing in a long time. It is a really positive sign. It's a hero nomination for sure. And so too is the Carlton and broader footballing community for getting on board um, what Paddy Cripps and a group of the players decided to do, shaving their heads in a show of support for Sam Doherty on Instagram. They were looking to raise some funds for the Peter Mack Centre. 50 grand was the target. Uh, last time I checked, it was uh, $175,000. So, um, and Sam Doherty's responded a beautiful message. He's going okay through, I think, the third stage of his treatment, and we wish him all the best. But that was something really positive and a hero nomination uh, to come out of the Blues. So some really positive things happening. What I would do is just, with all due respect, give a little villain nomination, just a little one, just a little villain one to the president, Luke Sayers, who has achieved things in business and in this world that I could only dream of, uh, far beyond my uh, scope of expertise. Um, as a business person, award-winning, uh, highly successful, and, 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 and through a very strange journey and not so, uh, not so smooth a ride, they've got to a point where they've got Brian Cook, a great CEO. They've got a great coach in Michael Voss, and now they're making some signings and they're doing some things. I would probably leave out Carlton is a destination club tweets. Um, once I ignored. The second time, though, I think I would just leave that aside. I, I, I would maybe, and, and instead of saying things like finals as a pass mark, I would just take a back seat now. You've got this set up. You've got really good football people in. I don't know if you can claim to be a destination club when you've – Voss wasn't your first choice. So the guys that you wanted didn't want to come. That doesn't make your destination club. And the players that you brought in over the last few years, was everybody else beating down the door for them or were you just paying them the most? Are you, are you a destination club or are you a club that you've just been happy to pay players a lot more than what they've been worth anywhere else? I don't know if that makes your destination club. I don't know whether you can throw that brag out there. And it's not up to me to tell someone how to be a president. But all I would say is you don't hear brag like brags like that coming from Peggy O'Neill or Kate Roffey. Um, or from the, the chairman of the West Coast Footy Club, the last premiership teams. You don't hear brags like that coming from them. I, I would leave that be. I would just leave that be for the time being. The assistant coaches you've named, you had to fill those positions. Most of them had left or you'd got rid of them as part of the review. So Barker had left, Bruce had left. And then you, you, you've, you've, you've fired some others as part of um, that external review. I, I don't know if you can – destination clubs are clubs that players sign for – sign at for less because they're trying to get success. 
That's not happening at Carlton yet. I don't know if you can say that you're a destination club. Even Adam Chera. I mean, yep, he chose you over Melbourne, but let's, that's a smart choice because he wasn't going to be first up midfield. He wasn't going to be first choice mid if he had gone to Melbourne. He would have been lower in the pecking order. He will be first choice mid with you. So can I just respectfully say, with all the positivity happening now, just maybe step back, let these guys in. Don't make those kind of claims because it's actually not true. You're not a destination club yet. I hope you end up being. I hope I'm made to eat my words, but I reckon that's probably just a step too far with all due respect at this stage. I I would just pull back on that ever, ever so slightly. Aspirational. Be aspirational by all means. Hope to be a destination club of the future. You aren't a destination club just yet. one 736 at the Temper Text. Temper a mattress like no other. Heaps other hero and villain nominations that we could throw up. A big weekend in sport. Let me hear yours. one 736 736 98 Temper a mattress like no other. This is a sporting capital, SEN. takes the top of off stump. The ball and the call heard around the world. Uh, what a delivery from Shika Pandy. Um, Alyssa Healy did not know what had gone on and so well captured by Andy Marr, who's put the soundtrack to that, that'll live on very, very nicely. Uh, and absolute credit to him. Uh, but that delivery, that's, that's, when the, you know that so, you know that uh, uh, an occasion or an occurrence in sport has been significant when automatically it starts to be compared. When when you see something happen and it automatically so the, so the straight away, what what the byproduct of that is the conversation of well is that one of the best balls we've ever seen? What are the best balls we've ever seen? Have you seen a ball come back off the seam like that before? And then you're starting to compare. The ball to, to, to warnings, which I mean, one's a spinner, one's a seamer, we know. And we're starting to compare the call to Richie Benno's. So that, that's, that's significant when moments like that happen to, to automatically we then go, well, where does it stack up? So that's, we see wickets, runs, you know, sixes hit, hundreds scored, day in, day out in cricket. And it's like in footy, we see great marks every week, great goals every week. But every now and then one comes up and you go, well, geez, where does that sit in the all time? That's significant, I reckon. That's that's something to, to really revel in. So well done, uh, the Shikapandi. Well done to Andy Marr. Brilliantly called. Um, that, that soundtrack, as I said, lives on. A six-stump line, it cut back. and um, That was phenomenal. And so was that series. Uh, Australia win at 11-5 um, in the end. 2-1 in the uh, one day as a draw in the test. 2-0 after one was rained out in the T20s. And six debutantes just goes to show you the depth of Australian cricket. just goes to show you when you invest in something and say, we're going to make you full-time, we're going to pay you a proper wage, look at the improvement since that's happened. Australia are the dominant force in cricket, and now everyone else is trying to play catch-up. You get ahead of the curve. Um, and they've got Jonas and Haynes um, and Shoot to come back in for the Ashes, which is going to as, um, as Mooney, Beth Mooney said, you'd hate to be a selector at the moment. It's a tough job. Um, so, well, no, then Belise Perry, more records for her, most games ever for Australia. It was a dual athlete until 2016, 
representing her country in football, uh, now has played uh, more games combined of cricket uh, than any other woman in uh, Australian cricket history. Um, last week, she was the first Australian ever to the uh, 5,000 runs, 300 wicket mark, and she just keeps knocking over records and setting them, uh, does Elise Perry. Um, this was um, has been described as one of the greatest fights of all time. But Wilder was really getting the better of it there. Another right hand. three didn't it live up to the billing um it's uh, there it's still a blue ribbon event it still has so much cachet heavyweight title and at a time where boxing has become a lot of gimmick you know youtubers calling out people with actual fighting pedigree and it's all a circus it's all theater but but when fights like this happen between actual boxers like tried and tested proper pugilists this these need to be celebrated, and it is a lot harder to watch. I was interested in Gary and Tim's chat earlier today. I do find it harder to watch, but I just found that to be a, a great advertisement um, for the sport, which is suffering from a case of, you know, the WWE's really these days. It's more gimmick um, than game, and but that really was a, a mark back to what the sport should be, um, and 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 should they should aim for it to be. By many, this fight's been considered one of the all-time greatest now. Um, Tyson Fury, what a, what, a, what a win for dad bods all around the world, isn't it? I felt as good watching that as I did watching Stewie Jew uh, win, be part of the 2008 Hawthorne Premiership. Just to see someone who at first glance, you go, you can't, you can't be an athlete, but his strength and power and agility, um, his um, stamina too, um, his ability to go the distance, the knockout in the 11th round, um, that was just phenomenal after being put down twice himself uh, in the fourth. He dropped Wilder in the third. Um, so a phenomenal fight. Um, absolutely brilliant. Uh, so that's uh, absolutely worthy of a hero nomination. Uh, a couple of people saying can't stand uh, the UFC, Sam. Switch it off. Um, uh, can't stand boxing. It's a terrible sport. Um, and uh, a couple of the, yeah, those coming through off the text uh, as well. But that's certainly a hero nomination. Uh, Dante Wilder, though. Bit disappointed uh, to find out that he didn't shake hands at the end of that fight. I thought that was a, a sour note to, to to leave on because he did he lost no respect in the eyes of the boxing world, did he? I mean, it's only the second fight that he's lost, I think, in his career, and and he's only lost to one fighter, and that's Tyson Fury. Um, very elegant. We've just found out has been named Australian Racehorse of the Year uh, for the 2020-2021 season. Five Group Ones, including the Caulfield Cup, is currently on the third line of betting for the Cox Plate as well. We'll go to the Caulfield again, I think, and 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 tip to go to the Melbourne Cup as well. So congratulations uh, to all the connections. A very elegant named Australian Racehorse of the Year uh, tonight. Hey, that's it from me. Um, best of breakfast on um, 0433981116. Uh, on the temper text. Thank you for all of those. I'll chat to you again on Wednesday.
When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.